auspicious day because Woody is deciding Dead. to get married, <sighs> which is a good choice, but that means he's not here to our chagrin. He's dead to us. Bad choice. <laughs> I think it's a great choice. He's dead We're to all going to turn all against him. Married people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Yeah. We're all married, just sitting here talking about how he shouldn't get married. I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> He's dead to us, so we'll kill him in game. It'll be a great wedding gift. Surprise. Yeah, you won't know until he shows up for his own separate episode. And I was like, "So, what do you do as a rotting corpse in the world wound wastes?" <laughs> What are you thinking about as you slowly ascend towards the heavens? Can we just have a wedding for him in-game like they did in that World of Warcraft thing for those people that met online? Yeah, that's, that's, that's adorable. But who would he marry? His uncle. <laughs> <laughs> Cat folk culture, don't judge it. Yeah. Like, I see a couple problems with that. <laughs> yeah, first off, Incest. he can do better. <laughs> what? <laughs> He and isn't the uncle missing right now? He is. That's going to make the he wedding is. hard. <laughs> he got cold feet. It's okay. <laughs> As per the it hit happened. movie Runaway Bride, that is only the start to a mediocre story with Richard Gere and Julia Roberts. Yeah. 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 So, so there's hope. Yeah, we have our own mediocre story to tell about him chasing Deku down for wedding reasons, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> no, it's, uh, we're super excited for him, but the next one or two episodes, he may not be here. He'll then be back, and him and I will be sitting in a room staring at each other for the catch-up with Alu. <sighs> Last episode, you all got back, brought back a bunch of barbarians. Everything was going great. You found a totem. You realized that totem was uh, had some sort of purpose. You, you weren't really sure what the purpose was. Then Lillian did her best to use it for scrying. However, that didn't seem to go super great for Lillian, some might say. As she, uh, I think, fell to the ground unconscious, right? I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Started you said convulsing. her hit points dropped below zero. They did. Implying yeah. that she is dead. Dead. Uh, she <clears throat> did, did drop below zero. And so we're, we're going to actually pick up from there. Lillian, you suddenly awake. Uh, in a place at first very different, but then all too familiar as you wake up in your room, in your quarters back in Canabras. They look just as you left them the day that you headed to the festival. You have your bunk bed, various cauldrons, workings, cloaks, a window... And it's all found just above this little location called the Queen's Blessing, a small pub in Canabras. And my NSYNC posters. Yes. There's actually a, there's actually a picture for you on Roll20 if you want to look at it. Okay. And it's awesome. I got to get out of my blanket nest first. <laughs> it's got a sweet post. Oh, look at my bedroom. There's Lance Bass. <laughs> Why is Joey Fatone ripped off the wall? Mm. He's just not a big you fan. You know why. <laughs> <laughs> he knows why. <laughs> he knows why. But you wake up pretty disoriented here. What do you do? Um, well, I imagine I'm probably going to the birdcage to check on Luna. So you walk over to the birdcage. And it is empty. There 
is no hide nor hair of Luna. However, uh, there's fresh seed and water that you had left for her there. But you tend to keep it open. This isn't unusual. She isn't one to be caged in necessarily. You look out the window and you see the window itself is also ajar. Uh, okay. Listening for anything that's happening outside. Am I, um, am I in my mind? Am I back in this moment or am I aware of all of the things that have brought me? You're aware of everything that brought you here. The last thing you remember Mm -hmm. is casting the spell to scry and then Mm -hmm. these bright eyes catching and piercing your mind Mm -hmm. and everything went like a hot white flash and the next thing you knew you woke up in this room you have all your memories but it is odd that you found yourself here okay 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 um all right i'm gonna call for ryu you call for ryu and you wait you wait and he does not come can i hear any voices or any is there when you hunker down and begin to kind of listen to your surroundings even with the window open there is not a single sound, not a horse on cobblestones, the chatter of people, the familiar sound of goblets clinking or dishes being shuffled in the pub below. Nothing. It is eerily silent, save for the small crackle of the candles in the chandelier above your head. Okay. I am going to... Uh very carefully make my way downstairs but I'm also um, you know using all all my senses you know licking things as I go but, but <laughs> the walls I, taste different no. <laughs> whatever yeah smells or sounds or whatever I'm gonna stop to really hone in on it so but I'm I'm headed downstairs I'm I feel like she's um She's anxious, so she's moving pretty fast, but also very weary. As your feet carry you down the steps, you notice the normal sights and smells of the tavern are also seemingly bleached. It smells like a fine granite on a wet day and little else. No food, no beer, no smell of linens or of people. It's odd and hollow all at the same time. As you descend the steps... The pub and how it stands normally mm-hmm. is completely empty, save for a bookshelf in the back of the pub. On it sits three books. Um, okay, she's going to go ahead and just covering all her bases, call out for Evanora. As you call out for Evanora, you hear the slight flutter of wings. As the window in the pub, a little thrush lands and merrily chirps at you, seeing you. Luna, we missed you. She takes the wing and flies to your shoulder. I'm going to spend just a minute caressing her. And once we've had a, a couple little nuzzles in... Um, I'm going to look at her and say, I don't know what's happening. Got to figure this out. I'm going to put it on my shoulder and I'm going to go over to the bookshelf and start investigating. As you say these words to Luna, 
uh, as you so often did in the past, suddenly you hear a voice, one that you've never really heard before. Well, I don't know how you got here either. Uh, to be fair, uh, I followed you, but you're certainly not on the material plane anymore. Whoa. <sighs> well, at least I have you here. Uh, you know I always find you. But, uh, do you know where we are? Well, it looks like home. It does, but, uh, but different, right? It feels different. Looks like home. Feels very, very different. Where's that dang cat I left you with? Isn't he supposed to be watching after you? You know as much as I know as far as he's concerned. Yeah, that's fair. You know, I, I never did much like him, but... <laughs> well, this is, looks like a job for old Luna. Yeah. Well, you never got a chance to get to know each other, so... Yeah, that's fair. Well, I guess we'll have to try to get ourselves out of this right pickle. What do you think's in these here books? Well, that's a good question. That's It's odd. I don't remember there being a, a library down here. Do you? I do think so. As you walk over to the books, on the spines read three names. Errol, Poe, and Tammy. All right, she's going to walk across. The- no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, she, I think, is going to open Errol's book. You open the book, and on the very first page, you read through it quickly, and you realize that it is your first interaction after having fallen through the hole in Canabras. You thumb through a bit more, and you see conversations through Neathlaham, over the streets of Canabras, through the world wound, and you realize it's every word Errol has ever said to you. She's gonna be kind of like thumbing through the pages, stopping here and there. Son of a bitch. And then she'll put it back and thumb through Tammy's. Tammy's book is a little smaller, but it is the same. Mm -hmm. Uh, It is her popping out of a chest, explaining herself as the very first pages. And as the pages continue onwards, again, you find it is the conversations you have had with her. Mm -hmm. Assuming that's the case with Poe, she's just gonna she's just gonna give it a once over. Uh, You give it a once over. Poe's is a little different. It is a picture book. It is clearly (laughs) the conversations you're having, but it's more the feelings of those conversations. Mm Um, with as pop-ups. If, yeah, as if drawn <laughs> by a child's hand. <laughs> <laughs> but looking at them, you can hear the conversations in your mind. So it is just as detailed if presented in a very Poe-like fashion. A little fashion. comic book. Yeah. <laughs> um, occasionally, I draw little devil horns on his... <laughs> the picture in the book gets yeah. uh, clearly angry. Uh, mustaches <laughs> and stuff like that. He doesn't mind the mustaches. <laughs> Did you do you draw a shirt on him? No, but I do draw like I do draw like curly body hair, chest hairs. He seems elated by that. <laughs> um I think probably as I'm going through these, I'm describing certain certain conversations to Luna that she wasn't privy to before. Um 
Oh yeah, this one time <laughs> Poe died. <laughs> Funny, huh? No, I. But <laughs> but uh, yeah. So she's kind of just going through. Um, and then she's gonna kind of put them back. As you finish describing your conversations to Luna, you hear the slightest sound of Quill on paper coming from Errol's book. It, it sounds muffled, but it's distinct. There's nothing else like it. And then you hear the same sound suddenly coming from Tammy's book. Let's open them up. Still side by side. So you open them up and you flip to the last pages. As you look, the pages themselves are being written in. You hear them almost as if you're there. Errol, desperate to try and awake you, stabilizing you. Tammy, panicked at what is happening, trying her best to investigate magically. Poe, doing his best to also try and discern, using Toothsaw to the best of his ability. You watch as each of these stories fills in very quickly. You hear in the slight right corner where Alu's book is, much the same, as they all quickly talk to you. Time passes, and these conversations transcribe very quickly, but your sense is that they're happening over hours. Eventually, the quills slow down, just passing comments to one person or another, begging you to wake up, concern in their voice. As you read them, you're worried, and you get the sense that you are still there, but you are unable to respond. Um, Lillian's trying to uh, make her hair prehensile. Does it work? As you go to cast magic, nothing happens. Nothing happens. Um, all right. Um, just listening and realizing she's kind of in this limbo state. She's going to... Just, um, she can try her best to just kind of chill, light a few candles, make a little pillow pile and a little nest situation for Luna. And she's going to hang out. She's going to curl up. You hunker down and you never grow hungry. You never grow thirsty. Sleep never seems to reach you, but the passage of time is constantly present and indistinguishable. Feels like three or four days seem to pass, you waiting in this room. Maybe every so often you open up one of the books and see what they have to say. Eventually other books appear on the shelf and then flit away. One that says Urabeth, another Nivea. Aravashniel, people that clearly are coming in and out of your presence. After four days, Luna, who has managed to catch some sleep here and there, wakes up, fluffs up her feathers, rearranging them with a quick shake. You know, I think waiting may not be what we're supposed to do. What do you think 
we should do. Honestly, I have no fucking clue. But if you're into it, I'm happy to do some poking around. Should we go outside? <sighs> Luna waits somewhat pensively. Fine, but I'm going to hide in my little pouch if it's okay with you. And she flies into her familiar's pouch, which is still inside of your cloak. Okay, a little pat's a doozy. Um, assuming I can't do any kind of detect magic. You try to extend the all-too-familiar abilities that you have, and nothing comes of it. Okay. All right. Um, I'm going to make my way up to the bedroom, make sure nothing has changed, and then head back down and out the door. Go up to the bedroom. Little has changed, save for the blankets and pillows you grabbed and used to arrange your bedding. You go out the front door, and a bright white flash overtakes you. You find yourself now not in the streets of Canabras, but in your childhood home. You can see your parents holding you with pride, speaking to you. Their voices soundless as their mouths move. Your laughs as a child muted. But the only sound that you can hear is that. The distant laugh of your once infantile self. Am I... Am I adult me? You are adult you looking at this scene of yourself from a childhood. It feels forgotten because your parents' faces are distorted. As in you can't quite reach and remember them. Mm -hmm. Their presence feels all too familiar, but the details have been lost. And uh, we're in another childhood home? You're in the your childhood home. Okay. Um, I check my pouch. Is Luna there? She's still there. She's still there. Um, okay. I'm going to observe this for a minute uh, and see if there's anything that pops out at me about what's happening here. You watch... For what feels like a few seconds, maybe a minute or two, and things begin to speed up. You watch as you grow and your parents move around the house. You watch as these two goblins come in and out, visiting, talking, sharing meals. You watch as your young self meets Tammy for the first time. And you get on like a house on fire, Her using her quaint magics to, at the very least, entertain you. Suddenly everything slows down as that night you begin to relive it. You watch as Xanthir Vang disguised as a man is once more brought into your home and things slow down to a crawl. And this pain grips you. Almost like you are stopping this from happening because to relive it again Mm -hmm. would be too much. Yeah, um... At this point, I think I'm skirting around the sides of the house until I can get to the door. I'm ready to leave. I don't want to do it. (laughs) So you get to the door. Mm -hmm. Things remain frozen. You look back to see everyone smiling, even Xanthia Vang, just before the turn happens, and you open the door. Mm -hmm. Another white flash overtakes you. This time you find yourself in the halls of your school. You're older now at least to your eyes, maybe 10. 
and you see that there is a tiny Luna on your shoulder. You check your pouch again, and your Luna is still there. You sit under a tree reading a book, whilst the other girls in the coven seem to be mocking you. You pay no mind because you don't seem to care. At least, that's what you think is happening. Um, she's gonna, like, kneel before little... her little self, I guess, who's looking... is a reading book. Mm-hmm. And she's just gonna study her face for a little bit, and I think just try to remember what it was like to be that... Um, be in that space a long time ago. Try to kind of recapture that. And when that's over, she's probably going to whisper like a few things to her. Um, and when that's over, she's going to get up and walk away. She's going to flip the other girls off while she goes <laughs> Um, you get up and you walk away. Uh, as you proceed deeper into the meadow, again, you find yourself having changed. Uh, older now. Not your current age, but definitely having come into your own, walking the streets, talking with the crazed Tengu that you spoke with quite often, that you now know to actually have been Terendalev, the silver dragon that protected Canabras. Mm-hmm. But you never really cared. You just thought they were a fun person to hang around. Mm. You see as a boy, a rat, and another boy with no shirt on for some reason are being screamed at by a bunch of people in the marketplace for knocking things around. You hear certainly that one of them says they need to get their deliveries out. But you're not entirely sure what that means as they don't seem to have any satchel. But you notice that the one that is shirtless is holding a scroll in their hand and just skipping through would be your best description. That scroll has some pretty lousy font on it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so... She can see uh, herself speaking with Tango, right? So this yeah. isn't... Okay, so she's not actually... Okay, in this moment. Um, I think she's feeling a little bit nosy and wants to kind of go over and hear what's going on firsthand. She's she's just kind of... Poe, what, what are you arguing with this merchant about that you knocked everything over... But you know that that doesn't matter because, well, you don't really care. Okay, well, here's the thing. If you didn't have such a big wheel out in the gutter, then we wouldn't have had to have tripped over it. I sell wheels. That's what I do. I'll tell you right now. Code 436 of Canabras Incorporated says your wheels got to be above the gutter to the left. There's no way that's true. And no, then, I promise. And then you watch as this Afrit comes over and touches the lizard folk on the shoulder and goes, I'm pretty sure that's true. Uh, that's a very specific thing he cited, but that is in the rules. And he points 
to the lizard folk the exact line and it says uh, wheel handling in mercantile areas and uh, distribution amongst common streets and places uh, and it gives like a whole list of requirements anyway i gotta go sorry about your wheels you need smaller ones put them away next time okay good luck bye and poe and uh you assume nikki <laughs> and also reus all run off <laughs> So can people see her? No. They, they, they're they acting as though you are not there. Okay. I'm going to um, kick the wheel back into the gutter. And then, <laughs> and then move on. As you go to move further down the marketplace, you feel a strong feathery hand as this bird-like tangu grabs you by the shoulder. This jars you. And you turn around and you see Terendalev looking at you. Their eyes sharp, uncertain, and saddened. Well, I didn't think I would get to see you again. It's been a minute. It's been approximately... How long? Several months at this point, since you watched him die. Or her die, rather. Yeah been a few months feels like almost two years <laughs> somehow yeah. how's and, it going well not great being dead's weird um, and the fact that I'm no longer in my body but something else is, is even stranger but that's a mystery mm-hmm. for you to figure out for a different time for this my girl I am sorry and he sets a finger on your forehead and pushes you what feels like backwards through the ground. You begin to fall and tumble. You see those bright eyes catch you again. You feel everyone's movements around you. You see this place, an obelisk in the middle, shattered, six dead bodies surrounded. You see three dwarfs in a pile off to the side. You feel darkness you feel unnatural life as you fall through this once again and you slam into your corporeal body and you wake your eyes open and you find Erebeth has taken to watching your body for this time she's fallen asleep in a chair with her arms crossed and you are back in a tent in what appears to be Trezen. In the meantime, we'll go back to what everyone else was doing. So the three of you and Albiolu. Hey, Malu. Um, <laughs> oui, oui. So you watch... Is that why you've been practicing a French accent? <laughs> <laughs> um, it sounds like gibberish, but I wouldn't know. Yeah, right? Well, I speak fluent French, so... Um, We'll go back in time to maybe four or five days before she wakes up. You all watch as the scrying. You all can see what she sees in these pools. This is not abnormal, but suddenly the pool itself closes. You watch as her eyes turn bright white, and she begins to rise, almost like she does when she does an augury spell. A bright flash comes from the center of the pool and strikes Lillian in the forehead and she falls to the ground unconscious and dying what do you all do 
I think Errol would immediately drop to the ground to assess like her condition, heal check, maybe like try to just cast stabilize just as a initial like gut check type reaction. Okay, roll me a heal check, please. Thirteen. Thirteen. You can tell something's off. If only because you know, due to the extraordinary abilities that you've inherited from various power sources. Now, when you fall, you should stabilize, but she had not. She was getting worse by the moment, but your stabilization prevented that. So now she is safe. She is clear. Mm-hmm. Poe, what are you doing? Just uh, get the med kit. So <laughs> Poe runs off to go find the, the Dr. Gnome. Uh, screaming at everybody. Get, get the crash cart. Yeah, get the crash cart. <laughs> He's like, code blue. And blue, blue, guys, blue. Uh, what, what are you doing, Tammy? Uh, Tammy will run up and she'll try cure critical wounds immediately. You perform cure critical wounds and it seems to help. Uh, as you and Errol look on, um, she certainly is much better now. Whatever caused this like extreme energy damage uh her chest is now rising and falling with ease no longer labored her arm which had broken when she had fallen to the ground bends itself so she is better and by all accounts and from your previous interactions with these kinds of magic she should wake up but she does not and then she'll do like a spell like try to do a spell craft or perception check you try to do a spell craft um, kind of waving your hands over her. You don't know what's been going on. You don't know what spell rebounded or forced her into this state. Um, it's all very strange. In that moment, Poe comes back with Irabeth and Anivia. Irabeth trailing behind her, several paladins with a gurney. Um, or not a gurney. What's what's the thing where you uh, hold someone? Isn't yeah. that a gurney? Yeah. But like like one, a man mate man stretcher stretcher thing. thank you that's what I'm looking for uh, they come with a stretcher man powered gurney yeah man powered gurney uh, and they <laughs> load Lillian on to the stretcher uh, Alu does much the same he begins to sense evil and there is an overwhelming amount that has come from the pool that she was looking into but it it quickly dissipates and goes away unable to sense it anymore you all spend some time with her things don't change you deliver her water feed her as best you can Alu the entire time seems incredibly antsy by the third day uh, he doesn't show up for his shift so what do you all do does somebody warn us? Or, or I imagine somebody's waiting for Lou to show up. Yeah. So and they don't show up. I'll say, let's see. Like relieve them from duty. Yeah, relieve them from duty. So we'll say, Tammy, uh, you're waiting for Lou to relieve you from duty. 10 minutes pass, 20 minutes pass. People being late is not uncommon, but you are worried as he has not shown up for some time now. Um. I will send a message to the nearest team member, assuming that they're within a hundred feet of me. Yeah. So you ping Poe. Poe, Tammy tells you. Uh, 
Alu hasn't showed up for a while and I'm starting to get concerned. Can you go find him? That foxy little fuck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, off I go <laughs> to Alu's favorite haunts. So you go to Alu's favorite haunts, um, which is just the top of a particularly large tree <laughs> um, <laughs> where his bed is. And you find that he's left <laughs> a note. I sure hope this has a picture on it because I can read quite well, but it takes genuine effort and I don't give a fuck. So I grab, uh, do I have to check to climb up and get it? Uh, what's your climb check? Uh, about Cause high. Alu has an amazing climb ability. I got plus one. Plus one. Perfect. Yes, you do. <laughs> nice. Scramble up. My climb is way higher than yours. Have you ever climbed? Yeah. yeah. He's a fox. He spends most of his time on the ground. (laughs) (laughs) So go ahead and roll me that climb check. (laughs) Rad, I got a 12. 12. So you scurry up just fine. You find a note. One note says, for my friends. And then another note says, and also Poe. Uh... (laughs) Who is my friend, parentheses, but you probably would prefer this letter, (laughs) end parentheses. Uh, So it seemed to slide at first, but actually it was just him. Perfect. I opened that one. Uh, There's a picture of a cat face with a tear, and then the next one, it looks like a cat with like his his hand over his eyes, like looking around, and then a crudely drawn Deku with a question mark, and then what seems to be a Lou, like going, he's like drawn out going and then the the eyes and the hand again looking i fold that up nicely put it in my like waistband because i don't have pockets they're all fake pockets and i'm not wearing a shirt and then i open up the other one does that words (laughs) it does it goes my dear friends i wad that up (laughs) toss that over the back of my head it lands on errol's head (laughs) (laughs) All right. What is this? You you un you, you unscrunch it. It says, "My dear friends." Ugh. He crumbles it up and throws it up his shoulder. <laughs> Tammy, you get hit. By- <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> what do you do with this crumpled letter? All of a sudden, everybody's like, "Who's watching Lily?" <laughs> uh, it hits me, and I throw it back directly. <laughs> Poe, as you're climbing down, you get hit by a paper ball and you fall the rest of the way, <laughs> taking four points of non-lethal damage. Okay, <laughs> I'll read it out loud, slowly, for all these dum-dums. Excruciatingly. To he, to, yep. to the. Uh, Sound it out. <laughs> it says, my dearest friends, I know that we need to stick together, but... I do not know how long Lillian will be like this, and as each day passes, it may mean my uncle, my uncle's life. I am so sorry. I will return as soon as I can, but I must find him, because he is all the family that I have left. Heart, heart, kiss, kiss, little kiss, big hug, little hug, Alu, gossip girl. I guess. <laughs> 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 Bridgerton. Yeah. Oh, what are they saying? The, Lady Bridgerton. Lady oh no! It, like, isn't her like she's like Lady something? Yeah, Lady Penny Farthing or something. I don't know. <laughs> um, well, I guess we're chopped liver. And on the back it says, 
And if Tammy made some sort of joke about meat <laughs> or being acquainted to meat or chopping, tell her no. <laughs> I like that better because I'm a cat. Damn. <laughs> Don't be so mean. I'm going to talk a lot of trash about Alu this episode because he's being real salty. <laughs> uh, so we'll jump back. A couple more days pass after you find Alu is left. Lillian, you awake to Irabeth sleeping. Immediately check my under my coat for the familiar pouch. It is there. I look inside. It is empty. Sighs. And then she's going to see, notice that Irabeth is sleeping and whisper out for Ryu. Ryu, Ryu. Ryu stirs on her lap and kind of stretches out his paws uh, and his eyes open blearily and he sees you and suddenly looks quite bright and happy. You watch as he walks across the air and begins to nuzzle against you, elated that you have awoken. How do I feel? You feel uh, tired, but you don't feel weak. You don't feel hungry, thirsty, um... When you awoke from being knocked unconscious in the dungeon, you felt weak, terrible. Your throat was dry. Your eyes, like, hurt. But this one, it just feels like you've been asleep for just a little bit too long. Mm-hmm. And you feel like you could maybe go back to sleep if you really tried. But otherwise, fine. All right. I'm... Is there, like, a piece of paper around? Maybe a pen? Yeah, I'm sure you could rustle it up. All right, I'm just gonna like leave a little note for Irabeth that says, I'm doing okay. I just wanna like curl up for a second. So feel free to, you know, go shopping or something. (laughs) (laughs) Give her like a. Give her, like, a few gold pieces or something. Like a prostitute. Gotcha. (laughs) (laughs) Go get yourself something nice. Yeah. (laughs) It's on the nightstand. (laughs) Um, But, you know, it's supposed to be, like, a little thank you. Um, And then she's going to fold it up and and make a little, you know, back in, like, seventh grade when you made a little tug the bug. Did anybody do that? No. (laughs) Their note? Really? Go on. Uh, you know, tug the bug. The Utah tug the bug meant something totally different for middle school boys. She'll just fold it up in like a clever little way and put a heart on it. And um, uh, do you have a crafting check? Craft I origami. Mean, Roll me a crafting check. Whatever, uh, just, what, just a base craft. Any crafting yeah, check? Yeah, just roll me a d20 crafting check. <laughs> just flat d20. Oh. Well, I do have... I have craft book binding. Oh. Well, you're Shoot. trying to make a tug the bug, so unless you have craft tug the bug. Uh, <laughs> two. Two. So you go to fold <laughs> a bug, but you actually just fold it once and then fold it again. Into like a square, but like not a very good square. <laughs> you're yeah, like, just don't line up at all. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> nice. And you and you stick it in her fingers as you roll back over to go to sleep. Yeah, I cuddle up with with Ryu and then just like pull the blanket over my head. 
As you pull the blanket over your head, you hear just this thunderous noise of the alert bells coming from the northern gate. You watch and hear as these bells propagate. The entire citadel is risen. And you just hear, Rider! Rider coming from the wastes! And everybody jumps to their feet, Irabeth included. Seeing that you have changed position is shocked by that and looks at the letter, but is a little kind of flustered and, and runs out to her duties. Uh, what do you do? Um, for a few minutes, she's going to moan and like pull the blanket tighter over herself. <laughs> wow, I don't want to get up. <laughs> but why? Um, and then if, you know, whatever Arabeth does, if Arabeth leaves, then she'll probably in a minute like get up and go after her or whatever so you all eventually make it um to you see that Lillianen is awake and you're all surprised by that but what seems to be happening is far greater the paladins have all begun to aggregate in the front as you watch as this small black dot riding as hard as it can eventually comes to the forefront and through the gates a paladin who is bloodied and panting comes through the door. He looks like this. Ooh. He gets off of his horse, looks around. He sees Irabeth kind of standing there slack-jawed, and he falls down to the ground. He looks as though he goes to kneel, but ends up prostrating himself instead because he is just so tired. And he goes, My lord, my lady, news from the wastes. All right, all right. Easy now. Take a breath. What What have you seen? He goes, where's Master Lightshield? He must know. There's something out there. Errol and all of you are standing around watching this happen. Yeah. Um, as Errol hears his name being called, he kind of pushes his way from the back of the... Uh, the council to step forward. What? What is it? What did you? What did you see, sir? Your armor in the middle of your chest. What does that symbol mean? It means he's a little bit. <laughs> Pull not now. This <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, it's the the dawnflower, the holy symbol of Sarenrae, and the one. On your shield, what does that one mean? Uh, Which is what the GM originally meant for you to describe. <laughs> it, uh, <laughs> it's a symbol of blinding light. <laughs> Bing! No. <laughs> um, to tell him what your god is. Yeah. No, he, well, no, he he knows that Serenade is. Yeah, He's yeah. asking about the the maker's uh, mark on your... Oh, uh, yeah, just like the, the symbol, the, the stamp of... Um, this is uh, the stamp of my people when we... When we craft armor and and shields, we we imbue it with the symbol as a mark of craftsmanship. Who else wear that? Who else wear those symbols? Anyone? Anyone that, that wears your make? I I roll a d one hundred, please. As you search deep into your memory, I rolled a natural eighteen, but I got a twelve on the. <laughs> the recall check 
you aren't sure. Uh, you know it's associated with your name, but you you reach back and you're like, I come from a line of armors, and it feels just empty finding that. <laughs> what do you say? I I I don't I don't recall. I there are two there are two dwarves, maybe three, out in the waste. They I watched them fight this this beast, and they fell. I I tried to help my men. We tried to help, but they were all struck down, save for myself. I, I knew I must find you right away. How how far were they? Twenty twenty miles or so to the to the southwest. Right. I can I can show you, but we must ride immediately. I I don't know if they have long or even if they still stand. I rode as quick as I could, but it still took me two hours time. And he kind of looks around at the the rest of the group and. Uh, well, we've been we've been meaning to head that direction. I think now's uh, is as important a time as ever. Uh, Lillian, I Lillian see. comes out of the tent. Yeah. She's gonna go. Who's this fucking guy? <laughs> <laughs> She's got like a cup of coffee and a robe with slippers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just like rubbing her eyes. Super nonchalant. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Lillian, I'm surprised to see you. You're awake. Uh, how are you feeling? She just yawns. <laughs> uh, well, I guess that's an answer. <laughs> yeah, fuck me, right? <laughs> uh, does anybody? Does this guy? Uh, I feel like I'm not very good at motives, but can we see if this guy's evil, trying to lead us on? You know, <laughs> he says like to his face. Yeah, he, <laughs> he would just say it nonchalantly to the crowd. <laughs> Paladin, what is your name? My name is Rutherford Cuthbert, my lord. Oh, jeez. And Irabeth steps up, uh, and he goes, he is, of, he is of the scouting guard. Anivia. Sorry. He is of the scouting guard. Anivia. Uh, is this one of yours? Yeah, he, he is. He's, he's been out for quite some time. Uh, where were you stationed, good lord? And he, like, searches back and forth. <laughs> to the southwest, I was... I was sent to map the regions out there to find the, the lost cities. But we were, we were came across by a, a great beast who smashed our host. And these two dwarves, they, they arose to, to, to fight by our side. And they, they too were struck down. I was only able to make it away thanks to the grace of their, their own bravery. What, uh, what point of the day is it right now? Uh, it is the early morning, okay. so he rode through the night. Yeah. Anivia, does that I, does that check out? Does I, that fit? Is, is he legit? I, it does check out a bit, but well, you know it's tough out there. We we've lost entire scout uh, teams to the wastes, so this is not an unfamiliar story. But you might be right to be suspicious. I have a plus one bluff check. Um, you gonna lie to him? I'll roll a oh. sense motive. <laughs> That's what I was. Like. <laughs> no, no, no. I want to lie to him. <laughs> no, 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 no. They're totally fine. Just excited <laughs> There's for no way to that they're awake all and she's dead. Just I have a plus Wink. three to sense motive, so I probably, I'll probably um, give him a, give him one of these. You can all roll me a sense motive. You've been watching this the whole time. If you so well, choose. Well. Uh, is there any way to assist? You can. You can assist each other. You can take oh, care of I would of love to assist. Like, all right, gather up. 
<laughs> pull pull our thoughts. I'm gonna roll a sense mode. I don't. I think we. I want to assist somebody who. Uh, do you have good sense mode? No. I I, I have a plus ten. I'll oh, assist yeah. so you, him. Paul. Only two up to two people can assist. Uh, not me. Okay. I, don't, I don't trust Poe's input anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got a natural twenty. So. Oh. Oh Jesus. Evans best. I'll assist. That's a plus four. <laughs> No. Critical assist. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I got a 16. Yeah, DC 10 do assist. So. Okay. Plus uh, 14. Yep. God damn it. Natural one. So that's a 15. Yeah. I'm going to surge it. Oh, I got a six. 21. He seems to be telling the truth. Somebody throw throw holy water on him. <laughs> they throw holy water on him. And it's it wetens his hair, and he's just like, th- "Thank you." <laughs> Let's make like some titties and bounce. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> Do I know it's been days since I've been asleep? You don't. You just woke up. Um. Dang it! We just got here. Um. Okay. Never mind. Y'all can. <laughs> This seems important. Lillian, I'm glad you're awake. Uh, this guy seems like he's in a hurry, though. So maybe we talk on horses? Well, <laughs> she also just very... has that telepathic link between us so we can just communicate. On horses? horses. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just what I was looking for. But I f- was meaning with my mouth. But that's such a better idea. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> but there's like a way for us to read thoughts. We, okay, Lillian's we, gonna shed her robe and underneath it she's like completely dressed. <laughs> nice. And uh perfectly ready. Yeah. She's gonna like crack her neck and and you know <laughs> uh stretch her shoulders and then That's right, bitches. <laughs> Alright, I'm gonna have to talk about this later, but uh <laughs> and then she's going to um cast Telepathic link. All right. Uh, so you all take off. And mage armor. To the uh, <laughs> southwest. Uh, you begin to ride. What do you all discuss whilst you're riding? I assume what happened. Lillian, do you share kind of what you went through, what you experienced? Well, yeah. I guess I guess so. Uh, if anybody asks, I'll share. Yeah. I mean, I think we would all be interested to know. I had these Good. like hyper realistic dreams. Man, this new medication. <laughs> this Ambien. <Weird>. Yeah. <laughs> it's lit. <laughs> 73. So you move 10 miles to the southwest and are not set upon by any ill pack or party. Um, I so need whose to... book was the coolest? <laughs> um, well. I did enjoy the picture book. Yes. <laughs> I know it, I know it, I know it. Um, but I will say that Tammy and Errol have had some pretty interesting conversations. With, with you? <laughs> uh, well, I thought, oh. They're they only were, with you. They're only conversations with me. Okay. Because they're all from your perspective. I get it, I get it. Okay. <laughs> well, I thought because I You just I read them, them back and forth to each other, like, <laughs> without your lines. And just like, I'm like, ooh. It's like a fan Spicy. fiction. Spicy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She likes to go invisible a lot. You don't know. She's That's just, like, true. Uh, That's fair. That's true. That's fair. Uh, <laughs> I need you all to roll me a survival check. Uh, 
As you continue, the winds whip up and a sandstorm sets in, and it makes it incredibly hard to see. Da, 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 da. Yeesh. Ten. Da, 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 da. Ten. Not that kind Nine. of sandstorm. Nine. No. Uh, guys, I can't see shit. I only got an eight. <laughs> Ten, nine, eight. Yay. Well, so <laughs> hopefully you get an eleven and not a seven. Just leave us behind. It's not worth it. <laughs> I'm like switching dice and I'm getting natural ones on all of them, but that's still a 15 survival. You can't make hide or hair of it, so you have to bunk down for the night. Uh, as you wake in the morning, you hear the familiar sounds of horse hooves approaching as Irabeth appears just over the horizon. She pulls up to your camp and gets off of her horse. Oh, I see. Couldn't make it much further last night. I figured as much might have happened. You have no faith in us. No. Well, I have plenty of faith, but I figure you might be able to use the extra hands. Who knows what you're going to find out there and with a the Lugon. I didn't want to leave you uh, in the lurch, as it were. Where'd you I get hate that arches. plus five fortified full plate? <laughs> <laughs> Where did you get that railgun? <laughs> <laughs> and that plus five vorpal greatsword. Oh, <laughs> uh, made it myself, of course. <laughs> well, you all were unconscious. You've been unconscious, like, collectively for, like, three months or something. <laughs> you just use all the town's resources to make yourself that badass weapon. <laughs> She's like an anime armor. She has a Gundam. She just has a, you see a Gundam appear uh, over the horizon. I feel like Lillian's all of a sudden uh, coming to realize that she was out for a long time. So you're telling me I was out for 19 days? And then realizes everybody has beefier stuff. <laughs> We're right. level 10, mythic 4. Yeah, mythic level 4. We sold some of her stuff. Like, oh, she's not using it anyways. Yeah. Hey guys, where's my cloak? Yeah. Uh, Those, oh, you left the scissors on the Why would room. you sell my underwear? <laughs> and who bought it? You don't want to know, but Rutherford. we got a lot of money for <laughs> that was it. Rutherford. <laughs> they were slightly magical. Uh, yeah, they were slightly magical. <laughs> um, all right, so you wake in the morning. Uh, give me another round of survival checks now that you now that Beth has joined the party. Nah, it's okay. We'll there pass. we go. Rad. Damn. Ooh, nat 20. There you go. Mm. Thirteen. Though the ground is greatly disturbed, um, you can tell in the far distance that there seems to be what appears to be an obelisk. So you head directly to your southwest, uh, riding straight for the obelisk. What's an obelisk? An obelisk is like... uh, Like the Washington Memorial. Washington Memorial is an obelisk. Oh, okay. I got a 34 for what it's worth. (laughs) You are like, my eyes, I can see it so clearly. (laughs) Ah! I can see clearly now. The The sand sand is gone. (laughs) I can see all obelisks in my way. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) So you continue to ride, and eventually you come upon what appears to be an absolutely destroyed temple. Let's go in. Uh, sense magic. What am I trying to do? Sense the motive of that temple. Sense the motive. Detect magic. You look like you don't want to be destroyed, but are. (laughs) (laughs) How do you feel about that? Suspicious. 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 Detect magic, please. Where, um, is the obelisk part of the temple or is it separate? Uh, the, so I will actually show you the map. 
Uh, you all are in the southwestern corner. That's where you've approached from. So you all approach this temple. It is destroyed. Mm-hmm. The years in the whirlwind have rendered it almost a hollow shell of itself. You find that there are several groups of bodies. There is a staircase that must have once risen to a greater temple, which has been completely destroyed. On the first landing of the staircase, there is a pile of bodies. Next to that landing is an obelisk. The ring surrounds it, and perfectly situated in six points are six humanoid bodies. The ground surrounding them is saturated in blood. Are these upright, or are they... Are these... So these character they're all tokens, on the, they're, they're all like... on the ground, unconscious. Okay. Or dead. Uh, does the blood oh, look okay. like it came from the bodies? It does. Does it look fresh? Uh, it's tough to tell. The sandstorm has really kicked up and mixed it, and it looks almost like a, a slurry, like a brown sludge. But it's unmistakably blood. Does it look like they were sacrificed to the obelisk? You probably would have to get closer instead of being 60 feet away. I'm going to send my, uh, <laughs> I'm going to do mage eyes. I'm just kidding. It's not a thing. <laughs> you just pull an eye out of your head yeah, and throw it. Chuck it. <laughs> I can't see anything. <laughs> like the dude from All Real Monsters. Yeah. Just yes. roll your eye down there. I bet there's something, but right. instead of, uh. I'm detecting magic over there. Yeah. Let's do that. Can uh, someone detect evil since we don't have a loo? You detect magic coming from the bodies and you detect magic coming from the, the pile of bodies and from the ring of bodies. Both have magic. But the, not particularly the obelisk? Uh, it's tough to discern. If you spend uh, time and concentrate, there are specific amounts in each one. Uh, you have the feeling, though, it's probably weaponry that is attached to the bodies just because each of them has like singular auras. Okay. All right, everybody. Wait, uh, can can somebody detect evil? No. Uh, can't Arabeth do it? Oh, she can. Yeah, she's a pally. Yeah, be she useful. She's a paladin. That's a good idea. Uh, Arabeth. Good thing I included her. Arabeth, uh, make yourself useful. Arabeth <laughs> walks up and she extends her aura uh, to detect evil. She detects evil coming from the pile of bodies, but not from the circle. Hmm. Uh, I want to look over at our guide and see if he looks uh, victorious, like he just led us into a trap. He, oh, yeah. He looks terrified. He has his shield and sword out, and he is shaking. Don't be a pussy. Go up there. You should hang around Arabeth. She has an aura that prevents fear. Okay, I'm going to go and, follow Arabeth. And everybody gather around. Okay. And he, he'll, uh, Errol will cast Bless on everybody. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so if you go to your uh, hero labs, scroll yeah. down <laughs> to spell adjustments, mm-hmm. uh, click you can blast. click on bless. Bless, yep. Activate bless. <laughs> bless has been activated. Thank you, hero labs. It'd be nice if hero lab told you how long bless is active for. It is one minute per level, so, so nine minutes. Yeah, you don't have to worry about it. If combat does start, I'm not going to get ticky tacky with you. Unless you are like, I search for it. And now I'm going to sit down for nine minutes. <laughs> well, now that I'm essentially <laughs> invincible, so. I'm just going to run in there. You do emergency force fear? Yes. And just bowl your way through here? Yeah, I mean, like, what could go wrong? <laughs> and going... I say that as I start to walk towards the dead bodies. Wait, are you doing this for reals? <laughs> are we in real talking now? Yeah, so <laughs> as you so same, same rules apply. Moving on the... You have to move 
to look at things. So make sure you're using your arrow keys. But as you move, if I tell you to stop, that's where you are. You can drag, but... So where where are the bodies? They're, oh, to the right. Okay, I was looking at the map so to these... the top left, which looks kind of like ancient Egyptian sarcophagi. I'm going to... Lillian's going to activate flying and prehensile hair for a minute. Okay. And as she flies past everybody, be like, be on the lookout for traps. I'll do my righteous... Nah, I'll oh, just yeah. Fuck it. Thanks for the hint. Poe's going to be looking out for traps and the like. Errol will be up with Erebeth. Yeah, okay. me, too, me too. So Erebeth is I walking can. towards uh, the sensed evil because um, she's the one that's kind of focusing in on it. All right, so what's, what's the plan? I'm going to hit Poke myself it. with shield. Whoa, who are you? Oh, this is Lillian. Lillian's flying around the way Lillian does. Go poke at Arabeth. I'm trying to search through my uh, spells while we're doing this. So Yeah, I look a lot like the bad guys. So, Errol, poke it. Uh, bu- bu- bu. So as I get close to this pile of bodies... Roll me a perception check, please. Okay. Twenty-seven. Roll me a D one hundred, please. Yeah. Eighty-four. You recognize two figures right away. You recognize your father. Oh shit. Oh. And your grandfather. Oh shit. Oh. Oh damn. Um, He's old. They both seem unconscious on the ground. I, I, I recognize these men. Is this Dongledore? He'll run over and... Their names are Nonak. I like Dongledore. N-O-N-A-C. Nonak is uh, Errol's father. And Erots, Y-R-O-T-S, is his grandfather. I meant the place. Dongledore. Oh. I, I know what you did. I thought that we were kind of like making a dick joke out of his dad or grandfather. No, their names are story and canon backwards. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> and it makes, fen- makes sense because my name is Lore backwards. Uh-huh. You're welcome. That's a good GM. Thank <laughs> so, you guys. Um, he's going to run over to um, his father and grandpa, and he's going to check his father first. Your but... Your father... As you look over, his body is dead. Oh, shit. Like, dead, dead? He has on his forehead what appears to be a bright red pentagram with a circle that surrounds it. Oh, shit. Is it and- Your grandfather seems to yet still live. His chest rising and lowering, but he is moments away from being dead. Um... <clears throat> He'll immediately turn and stabilize his grandfather and Erebeth, oh, can you can you come over here and take a look at this and continue detecting evil? She continues to detect evil. She does not detect it from them. It is from the third figure she does. She walks over and there is a third dwarf who is dead. dead. She checks his vital signs and everything, um, but he is dead. However, he is still producing evil. Do I recognize this dwarf? It seems like it's 
some sort of twisted version of Staunton Vaughn. Oh. Well, we did kind of hear about that when Lillian was scrying, right? Morantz was talking about that with Corsina. Yeah. Um, is he wearing the spiked armor? He is. All right. But the armor itself is twisted uh, and become like odd and stretched itself far beyond its means into what appears to be a sword and shield. Oh. Does it look... Well, I guess I'm not over there yet. Yeah. So, Lillian, what are you looking at? I'm looking at these uh, unconscious bodies on the ground. Okay, which body are you are you looking at first? Probably the one to my right. So, Lillian, as you float over, this body in particular seems particularly um, mutilated. You roll it over, and the second you roll it over, you immediately see the face of Rutherford Cuthbert screaming silently. As that happens, the Rutherford Cuthbert that you are with begins to laugh deeply and starts to cackle in this shrill female voice. He turns as the undead visage of Staunton Vaughn rises to its feet. Everybody roll for initiative. Oh shit. <laughs> Fuck me. Proper. Good thing we beat Do up. I have my um all my hit points back? Uh yeah. No, you're at one life with no spell slots. <laughs> Welcome back to Alex just trying to kill off Sierra's <laughs> character because he's a complete dick. Alright. So let's go. Uh, Errol, what did you roll? Uh, I got a 27. 27. Uh, and then Irabeth? She got a 14. She got a 14. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Take a drink. 26. 26. Lillian? 10. 10. Uh, and Tammy? 21. 21. All right, so we'll go ahead and go start out. It is going to be Errol's turn first. Um... So this kind of visage of Staunton Vaughn, does he does he look undead? Does he seem... He seems like very undead. Corrupted? Very corrupted. He is like oozing like super. Is yeah. he a construct? Uh, you would have to roll to get any of that. So, Errol, if you could roll me a religion check. Is it construct that you care about, Errol? Aberration. Ah, dang it. Roll me a religious check. Uh, 18. 18. You don't know. Okay. Errol is going to move 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. I think that puts me in range of Lillian. 30 feet, and he's going to cast Mythic Prayer on the party and all enemies. What does your prayer sound like? Uh, sing a little prayer for you. <laughs> Together and ever, there'll be in my heart, heart and I'll always love you. Oh yeah, this is going super well. Nailed it. 
No more morning black coffee for me. So I suddenly want to attack harder. That should uh, get everybody in the I feel like Lillian. I can imagine us singing this while we're attacking. <laughs> and I would like to make it canon. Our party really has gotten more cohesive since we first started. I feel like we can sing together now while we attack. Yeah. Yeah, we, we learned that we can talk during battle. <laughs> so Game changer. Sure We're like doing it in our heads so and then beautiful. occasionally will. somebody will vote. So, Errol, that was your turn? <laughs> um, swift action. He's also going to activate his armor and he's not going to do his weapon just yet. Okay. But uh, he will activate sacred armor. Poet is your turn. Um, does Staunton Vaughn have a weapon that looks reachy? It does, he does not. He does have a great sword, though. So it looks beefy. But not reachy. Not reachy, no. Not Christina Kay. Ricci. Poe's going to go around the outside to Staunton Vaughn. Um, and he will be upset with that. Continue. <laughs> okay. is, is he still laying down? He stood up. No, he didn't. <laughs> yes, he did. He's dead. Um, and uh, he's going to attack for non-lethal damage. He is flat-footed, though. Uh, all right, go ahead. Okay. Flat-footed to Poe or flat-footed to all of us? To all of you. He, he, has, he hasn't acted yet, yeah. Ooh, Poe's rolling not terribly today. Um... 18 plus 16. 34 hit. Radical. So I'm going to do some non-lethal damage. Okay. Slap him. Oh. Oh. Uh, 15 points of non-lethal damage, and I would like to try to intimidate him. 15 points of non-lethal damage. You can try to intimidate him. Not bad. Not bad. 30. 30, you said? Yes. That's uh, one round. Sweet. Two rounds. Two rounds. Two rounds. So, um, that means that he is flat-footed to all of our attacks. And, okay. And shaken, right? He is also shaken. I will add the shaken condition. I already added prayer foe. All right. That is Poe's turn. All right. Um, so... <clears throat> We have a couple characters that we're fighting against. Yep. So exactly a couple. Which which ones are they? There's the uh, uh, Rutherford Cuthbert turned into an evil woman. Uh, he started shrieking like an evil woman. He didn't turn into one. Oh. Duh. Shrieks like a woman. Got it. Put it, it shrieks, shrieks like, like a woman. woman. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> shrieking like a and lady. And then the other the other person was who? Staunton Vaughn. Vaughn. It's Staunton Vaughn. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably Nura in disguise, though. We all know it. <laughs> so. <laughs> I'm on to you! <laughs> I think we know about Staunton Vaughn, right? We already, we already killed him. I'm just trying to fix. So he's undead? Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> so he's likely undead. Uh, allegedly. Allegedly. Um, so I'll do a knowledge check on Rutherford. B. Hayes. Um, okay. Uh, you. Do, give me a perception check, please. I'll do a perception check on Rutherford. What? That's going to add up to a 10? No. <laughs> Dope. You, you can't see, because he 
isn't what he is putting out, so you are unsure of what he actually. So and is you're he short. Uh, incorporeal then? No, he's he's very much corporeal. <laughs> he just damn it. He just looks like the okay. paladin Rutherford Cuthbert. So I don't I don't know who everyone is because there's like three really ornate tokens. Okay. The one that Rutherford says is standing yellow. Uh, Here, I'll do this. I'll yeah, make, can I'll make we it like? Easy. Shit's getting cool. Oh, okay. So the top so, left X is my dead father. Right. The That's bottom my right dead. X oh, okay. is my grandfather. Unconscious, barely alive grandfather. Okay. Got it. The token above them. I, to I the got right. it now. Uh, uh, the short little dwarf is Errol. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. I'm here. Okay, um, so... I'll put a 20-foot radius around me so you can see me better. I'm just going <laughs> to do... a 40-foot radius <laughs> on top of that. I'm going to do a cone effect so that it hits Rutherford and Errol. <laughs> so you can see me better. <laughs> Goddamn. That's so dumb. Uh, um, so I'm going to throw a... I'm going to do controlled fireball at Rutherford. It's reflex half. Spell resistance, yes. Uh, Rutherford watches you explode this fireball. He doesn't move and is completely unaffected by it. Okay. Well, that'll tell me some. What? What did you do with your knowledge check? Uh, she can't. She doesn't know oh. what Rutherford actually is, so she can't do a knowledge check. I bet it's local, though. It would be if Rutherford was as he appears. Um, mm-hmm. It is now the evil Rutherford's turn. Hmm. Decisions, hmm. decisions. Who do I want to murder? Um. I cast tongues. <laughs> Wait a minute. Ooh. Damn it. <laughs> Things are going to get interesting. Did, did we see, like, why he seemed to be unaffected by that? Yeah, does that help someone else's perception check? No, they... just it explodes around him. And, like, I would like to think, because now he's going to walk towards Errol, he just like, does, like, a cool guy walk out of the fireball. Slow motion. Slow <laughs> motion. Out of the flames. Out of the fire and the flames. All right. Um, and he's going to come at you with uh, his good time, Sally. Uh, here comes what? his uh, plus two cold rapier. Ah! <laughs> oh, that sounds like Morant's. Uh, <gasps> 35 to hit. Uh, that'll hit. All too familiar, uh, cold feeling shoots through you. Oh, I'm sorry. That's a critical threat. Is that a Hold on a minute. Natty 19? No, it's a Natty 18. Oh. And he has an improved crit range of 15 plus. So, oh, Jesus whoa. Christ. Critical threat. Oh, hold on a, a minute. You roll really quickly, and we have a lot of dice to make different decisions. I don't think you have that many dice. We don't have uh, I have one. We got the dice of fate. We have fate. Oh, I have one. Cheers. Okay. Well, then it's up to Errol if he wants to use his own die on, his, on himself. Nah. Nah. Molly ain't raised no bitch. Gonna chance it. Natural 19. Okay. Uh-oh. Shoot. Ooh. Now you want to do it? <laughs> <laughs> Too late. Nah. Confirmed critical. Uh, I'm just going to go with the damage. 34 points of damage. Oh. And five points of cold damage. Not but a squash. Ah, it's freezing! Burr, bitches! It is now the remains of Staunton Vaughn's turn as he rises to... Well, he was already on his feet. As he raises his greatsword above his head and does a full round attack. Natural 20. 
dope. Good God. All right, I'm maybe rolling. we should re-roll that one. I'm Who's rolling. he attacking? You. Oh, okay. Well, you said Airbus right there. Oh, that's fair. Well, I was attacking Poe. Okay. Uh, I'm going to, for the confirm on that natural 20 with a great sword from an undead being whose name is Staunton Bomb, I would like to donate my metal dice. Okay. So for the confirm... The confirm... The confirm is a 29. Uh, yeah, that confirms. All right. Uh, so for my shadow duplicate as an immediate action, when the rogue is hit, the rogue can create a single blah, 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 blah. Do I do that before you say the damage or after you say the damage? Now, before okay. I do the damage. So I'll go ahead and do that. All right, and so it's a 50-50 shot to hit you, right? Indeed. So All right. 51 or higher hits. I'm going to do a D4, so we'll say three, four hits, one, two misses. I'm going to roll on the table. Hit. Hit me, baby. So 48 points in normal damage. Nice. Ain't nothing but a scratch. Seven points of acid damage. Nice. And four points of uh, damage versus good. Is any of that special, or can I just add it all up? You can just add it all up, if, as long as you don't have anything that prevents that. Was it, sorry, 40 normal? Four uh, it was 40, 48 normal. 48 normal. Five, I, five acid. So five I think acid. it was like 57 damage total. Are Wait, you um, Are you good? I'm at 39 of 96. No, I mean, like, alignment-wise good. Um, oh, he's not. No, so, I think I'm neutral. So yeah, you are neutral. So you only t- so take add four more points back to you. Dude. Thank you for reminding me of that. That's very good. Um, which is good because uh, I'm going to turn on power deck because I forgot to last time. Yeah, you don't have to do that if you don't want to. Thanks. I think I will. Correct. All right. I mean, his to hits like way down because of prayer and because he's shaken. So he is hitting and now with power deck on. It's even lower. So, but here we go. Here we go. Yeah, that's probably going to miss. That's going to be a 24. Oh, that hits. All right. And he does 38 points of normal damage. Three points of acid damage. Uh, 42? Yep. Are you, are you unconscious? Oh, no. It takes more than that to bring little old pole. Unconscious. I'm at one. Okay, <laughs> so let's not get crazy. You're, you're gonna get real mad at me here, then. Um, I would never be mad at you. Oh, thanks, buddy. Oh, never mind. I thought he had vital strike. He doesn't, which is probably good for you. Uh, he has ride by attack. Perfect. Uh, Perfect. <laughs> here, here I come. Hop on my horse. Giddy up, motherfucker. <laughs> I. I <laughs> <laughs> uh. He is going to, yeah, he's going to use a, a mythic surge uh, nice. and do amazing initiative. Because if I can take one of you out of the battle for the moment, that would help me a lot, especially the person that's going to debuff me. What? You've been you, your debuffs are bad, especially what? if you get to Moran's. So <laughs> here we here we go. Miss you, Woody. All right, so amazing initiative. One more attack. Power attack on. Hits. Yeah, well, is it more than one point of damage? It is almost maximum damage Oof. with 44 points of damage. 
You're doing... not dead, are you? Um, remind me how death works. Double, Double your con. con. My con is plus three, which no, your total is... Con score. I gotta find that. It's not as easy to find as one would think. 15 or 16. I think 17. I have a little 17 right here. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Uh, so 17 times 2 is... 34. So that is more than double. Yeah. So we should probably use fate shears or something. Or else it kills Poe, doesn't it? Yes. Kills him outright. So. I can do... I'll do a little fate shears. Well, I have my free action where I can heal him. Which would you prefer to do? I, I could bomb like a pretty big heal on him. I, he's probably going to hit him regardless. Poe's got really okay. low AC. Yeah. What's your AC? 22. Oh, yeah. No, oh, Jesus. Terrible. With all the buffs? So let me just say this then. Poe is dead. Pretty sure. Poe is fucking dead. Dead. Dead, uh, dead. Which is uh, something worth noting. He's dead and fucking. Indeed. Uh, so Poe is dead. Dead, dead. Because you're not going to try and reroll. You can either fate shears me. Or dice of fate me, but if you're not gonna do either of those, we're gonna move on with if the. If it goes, if it goes wrong though, then Poe's just dead. So you don't want to even try since we have two options to reroll. I mean, the, what's his the, buff? The base heal on my heal spell will bring him back into his con, so he'll he'll live no matter what. Bless. Okay, well, there's, it just seems like if Alex could if, pull out of his yeah, path, exactly. Would... That's the thing is you we're making assumptions. Well, I get to attempt this as a free so, action. So like right now. On my turn as a free action. Well, maybe, maybe something. Po, do you want to decide things. if you want to <laughs> use? That's up to you. Yeah. yeah. So I we have fate shears. We have. Uh, I mean, that dice was his last attack, and then yeah, we may as all well of do us go one more. So. We'll just we'll just do a fate shear just for the cool. halibut. Let's we'll do fate shears just for the halibut. It's up to Poe if he wants to do that. I I'm, think that's fair. I'm, all right. I cast my vote for fate shears. So fate shears it is. I will re-roll that attack. Natural one. Ooh. Oh, fuck yeah. So you're back on your feet there. Uh, that is a 25 to confirm that fumble, though, so it's just a normal miss. Dope. But when when we cast Fate Shears, are we all aware of what happened and then yeah. what unhappened? Yeah, like, I'll say okay. just for flavor's sake, like, you extend it, and because you're all mythic, like, you watch as this line reaches between... Uh, you and Staunton, and like his sword goes straight through the skull of Poe, and then you watch his pull out, and everything kind of reverses in time, and then this time it slams into the ground next to uh, Poe instead, missing him by mere inches. That's epic. It is now Irabeth's turn. Irabeth will smite evil yeah. onto Staunton Vaughn. Yep. Go call. And power attack. And uh, swing for the fences. Does she have any other... Uh... She has mythic power attack now. Okay. But she doesn't have, like... I don't want to battle strike with her anyway. Yeah. Okay. Smite evil. Here we go. Natural 20. Natural 20. That is a... Nice. Oh, jeez. Critical threat. All right. Roll to confirm. Uh, so that's an 11 on the die. Does not um, confirm. Well, with smite evil plus flanking plus shaken plus flat footed, uh, that beats flat footed. That does. That does beat flat footed. Okay. Yes. Um, I'm just gonna do. Is a great sword double damage or triple? Double. 
double. Okay. It's she has a long sword. Oh, long sword. Okay. Uh, I'll do double damage. What is that damage? Two d eight plus fifty. And that includes the damage from Smite Evil. Uh, yeah, that is with Smite Evil. Okay. That's why it's so high. Yeah. But it it doesn't calculate Mythic Power Attack correctly, so it needs that another twelve. So two d eight plus sixty two. Okay. Um. And I rolled uh, deuces. Deuces. Two twos on two d eight. So that's sixty six points of damage. All right, so she does a whopping amount of damage on Staunton, but he still stands. Uh, second attack. Oh, out of the box. Um, that's a seven on the die. Seven on the die misses, okay. even with all that stuff in the background. Uh, so she takes her second attack and misses. That was, a, that was a beefy hit, that was though. Thick. <laughs> thick. And you did that to Staunton Vaughn? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you end up doing a knowledge check on Staunton Vaughn? Uh, I mean... You can do one retroactively for her. If you want to roll me a d20, she has knowledge religion because she's a paladin. Uh, that was a two on the die, so... Yeah. Seven. Now. Who are you? It's me. Having scried, does Lillian have any knowledge into or about these? No. Uh, you suspect that Rutherford is Morantz because Staunton's armor is seemingly what brought him back. Um, so, and you heard a conversation that was taking place in that regard. So mm-hmm. that's what you think is happening. Morantz drew you out here, murdering um, a bunch of paladins to bring back um, Staunton. And, and when I saw that conversation, was I able to discern what those beings were when they were talking? Morantz. Morantz. Yeah, so Morantz is uh, a succubus. Okay. And then, because um, Morantz isn't even Morantz. He's actually a succubus. Right, and I don't know and the Sta- name of You that. don't know what Staunton Vaughn is. You know that he's undead and he's brought back, but you're not entirely sure what he is. Okay, and did we catch the name of the person that Morantz actually is during that scry? No, you didn't. Oh, maybe you did. Uh, I'll just tell you, because her, her, her name's actually uh, Corinda. Corinda. Yeah, they would have called her Corinda. They wouldn't have called her Marine, so you probably heard them. I at least know what Corinda is, mm-hmm. so can I do a knowledge check yeah, on her? you can. Okay, and what's that? It's going to be a knowledge planes. Her. Which one of these people is Corinda? The, the one with all the ones. numbers. That's Marantz. You can just call him Marantz. Marantz Corinda. Corinda. Or Nira. Cool. I got a natural 20. Um, wait, what, what, uh, knowledge, kind of knowledge? knowledge planes. Okay. With, okay. Knowledge planes. So that's a 34. That's three pieces of useful information. Okay. Let's see. Is there anything that I already knew from scrying? No. Scrying just shows okay. you what they're doing. It doesn't actually inform you of anything okay, else. Okay. So I know she's a succubus, um, already. Yeah. Okay. Um, I want to know what her vulnerabilities are. No vulnerabilities. She is immune to fire, electricity, and poison, which is why your fireball didn't do anything. Immune mm. to fire, electricity, and poison. Is she mythic? Yes. She's mythic. And anybody have any preferences? Could is I... vulnerabilities the same as resistances? Uh, or... No, they're different categories. Oh, really? 
Vulnerability is what she's vulnerable oh, to. Oh, right, right, right. Resist. Yeah. We could ask resistances, or I could, could I ask about hit points? No. no. Okay. Can um, you ask about hit die? Uh, yeah, you could. I don't want to. Um, <laughs> I would, I would I do was resistances. Being serious about That's that. a good one. Let's ask about resistances. Uh, acid 10, cold 10. I'm going, Lillian's going to yell out in everybody's head, That's her! That's Corinda. Was once Morantz. <laughs> and now looks like Rutherford. Don't be confused. Um, and then I'm also going to roll, spout out my stats so that everybody knows what they're resistant to. Um, and evil outsider. But she had protection from good on. That's why the holy water didn't do anything. <laughs> Fun. Right. Hmm. I thought you do that. Okay. And that's why I had that ready. Well, no, fucker. <laughs> that's called metagaming. And I'm gonna. Morant spent like weeks with you. <laughs> yeah, Morant. I'm gonna knows. summon something. He, he knows the tricks. I'm gonna start <laughs> summoning. Um, that's the best part about so. A swarm of things. While that happens, something else seems to happen. You watch as Poe, you feel someone touch you on the back and an inverse pentagram in red appears with a circle around it on your forehead. I've been meaning to get a new tattoo. (laughs) Errol, it is now your turn. Oh, what does that do? (laughs) Why? Uh, All right. Um... Errol is going to swift action with a use of favor. Is going to cast divine favor on himself. <laughs> Expedition retreat and then dimension door away. And he is going to draw the plus one spell storing light hammer. And with no power attack, but with Vital Strike, he's going to hit Morantz with it. Okay. All right, here we go. Oh, yeah. Natural 17. Not a crit, because it's the hammer. That is a 33 to hit. Hit. That does... 21 points of damage. Okay. And... Roll me... Two fortitude saves. All right. Uh, 20 and 14. Okay. So I cast Mythic Blindness Deafness in the Spell Storing Maze. Okay. Nice. Who's this on? Uh, this is Corinda. Nice. So the 20 is for, I was just doing it in order, so blindness. So you pass that. Okay. But you are deafened. All right, I'll put that down. You are permanently deafened. Uh, Whoa. Oh. Unless I can cast Cure Blindness Deafness. (laughs) Duh. Duh. And I cure. (laughs) What what does deafen do? Grab us one of those condition (gasps) cards. Yes. On it. 
unfortunately. I got it. A deafened character cannot hear. He takes a minus four penalty on initiative checks, automatically fails perception checks based on sound, takes a minus four checks on opposed perception checks, has a 20% chance of spell failure when casting spells with verbal components. So that's not as good as if she were blind. Yeah, it wouldn't be great if she was blind. Uh, probably makes her immune to Tasha's hideous laughter, though. I think that's just that's a 5 thing. Yeah, yeah, I know, but if ever we do a crossover. <laughs> <laughs> this episode. Um, and then... Ow! So that was a swift action. Not to hit me. <laughs> well, no, I, I'm going through my... Oh, okay. My, <laughs> I was my like, hitting stuff. me is not a swift action. Um, <laughs> and then I use my move action to draw, and then I will five-foot step. Is it, Was that wall of blindness and deafness? Actually, no, I'm just going to... Uh, I'm gonna five foot step around this way. That you interpose myself between. No, I think he had like Tammy a mace and that Kulinda. had all this stuff in it. Yeah, he had a. It's a secondary weapon that yeah, oh, okay, he it. carries around to to hurt people. Poe, it is now your turn. Poe is going to use uh, his amazing mythic initiative to gain a standard action and attack. Stomp in Vaughn. Oh, how does his forehead heal yourself? Feel? Or is anyone going to well, heal you? Okay. Uh, <laughs> if I take a potion, though, if I use my swift action, doesn't he get an attack of opportunity? Not no. using, not using your uh, jacket. Oh, sweet. Okay, because that was going to be how I completed yeah, this turn. Oh, yeah. Okay. Your jacket literally like uh, says like it doesn't. My body doesn't uh, trigger an attack of opportunity. <laughs> okay, in that case, drinking a potion normally would though. In that case, I am going to uh, use my swift action to pull out some of that good, good from inside of my jacketta. And a cure serious wounds, which is 3d8 plus 5 I have written down. Yep. Yep. And Oh, don't do terrible. Um does my mythic or not my mythic. Yeah, my mythic. Uh my mythic fickle attack. That's only when I attack. Yeah. Okay. So I regain 17 hit die or nice. seven, 17 hit points. Mm-hmm. Not the most That'd you be could cool gain, if it was but hit die. <laughs> 17 hit yep. dice. I become unstoppable. <laughs> Roll 17d6. Um, then I'm going to amazing initiative to gain a standard action and uh, do another non-lethal attack okay. while Staunton Vaughn is flat-footed. And I get a 13 plus 16, 29. And this does a fantastic 14 points of non-lethal damage. Okay. And I would like to attempt to intimidate O'Staunton. Okay. And I get a 33. Mm, pass. And then with that, I'm going to use a full round action to GTFO, as the Koru book calls it. Standard withdrawal. withdrawal. Okay. Um, which gives me double my movement points for GTFOing, but I think I'm just going to use my regular movement points. Tammy, it is now your turn. So, 
Corinda seems to be corporeal. Yes. Yeah, she's yes. just a demon. Good. Just want just always gotta double check. Uh and she's uh, she's the guy. Okay, cool. <laughs> she's the guy. She's the guy. She's the man. Uh cool. Okay. Well, I will cast in that uh knowing that, I will cast bone shatter. Okay. So, the target's bones. Ow, my bones! Splinter, dealing 1d6 points of damage per caster level. I have to use Wild Arcana to cast that, so it's going to be two levels higher, which should be 11. It's a fortitude partial save. Uh-oh. And spell resistance, yes. I don't know if you have spell resistance. Uh, it is. I do have spell resistance, so please roll spell resistance. Okay. While that's happening, so just roll. to clarify, the intimidate check was to maintain the shaken and flat-footedness. Like three didn't. more rounds. Yeah, three more rounds. Because it was four minus one. Now it's three. <clears throat> He's shaking and flat-footed or you're shaking and flat-footed? Staunton is. Staunton is. But the flat-footedness what's... only continues for one round That's after right. my... So the shaken continues, but the flat-footedness only continues until the end of my next turn. Ah, gotcha. I'm not sure if my spell penetration is up to date, but if I don't pass, then we'll see if it's an issue. Is she a demon? She's a demon, right? Yep. So I get plus 15, and I get to roll two dice. Oh, whoa. Oh, yeah, you have that uh, Thank you pass. power. Yeah, 30? 30 pass. Cool. Okay, so then it's a fortitude partial I rolled save. a 22. Uh, plus my fortitude. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so... It's a level four spell. It doesn't go up because of Wild Arcana, right? It does not. Uh, the damage does, but that doesn't. I'm pretty sure I passed. So then, yeah, it's a DC 20. Damn. Yep. Son of a bitch. Okay. Could you, like, search? Uh, do you have any no. negative things for fortitude? Minus two. Because of all the shit that's going on? I already have it on there. Okay. So you got a minus two. Yeah, normally Damn. her saves are much higher, but she's not doing so great. Uh, well, then it's just half damage, so that's 11d6. But she's right you just hear oh and you're also so you're also fatigued for one minute per caster level and if you're already fatigued which i don't know if you are then i think you okay you would have become exhausted which which would have been really nice but you're fatigued at least so just do it again (laughs) yeah right i I fucking will i will so you take a minus two penalty to strengthen dexterity you're fatigued. I'm. I heard you. The first, I'm just, really excited um, about it. By the way, you're fatigued. Um, the, in case uh, you wanted to conditions. know. Twenty-eight. Uh, so then you take fourteen damage. Fourteen damage. And then I don't know. I'll just activate my righteous metal of agility for fun. So all this is happening for flavor. Say just so that just so uh, Crystal is less confused. Corinda transforms into her succubus form, and she extends her rapier to Poe. And she goes, Surrender, or we'll send him somewhere he cannot be revived. Is she sexy in her succubus form? uh, Indeed. And she goes, Send him somewhere he will not be revived, and that is a promise. That is why he has been marked. And we'll have to see what that means. Next time on the final cruiser, Poe work on that backup character. Because <laughs> <laughs> we never give up. <laughs> no.
Four Corners Games podcast is property of Four Corners Games, Inc. For more information about Four Corners Games, please visit fourcornersgames.com with the number four. Music and sound on this episode by Sirenscape, because epic games need epic sound. This podcast uses trademarks and or copyrights owned by Paizo, Inc., which are used under Paizo's community use policy. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. This podcast is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo, Inc. For more information about Paizo's community use policy, please visit paizo.com forward slash community use. For more information about Paizo, Inc. and Paizo products, please visit paizo.com. The Four Corners Games podcast is sponsored by Roll20.net, and we are a proud member of the Roll20 Spotlight program. Our game today was played through and facilitated by Roll20.net. If you're looking for an amazing way to play on the tabletop, both in person and virtually, go check out Roll20.net today.